What's up, everybody? It is your boy Tez back with another episode of Animated Misfits. Um, I swear, y'all, I'm gonna have some more people on. I got you. But right now, I just kind of wanted to talk about something. I'm really just sitting here drawing, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And just reminding me of something. Um, so just today's subject. I kind of wanted to bring up, like, I'm gonna say this. Um, Losing your ambition, kind of, slash procrastination. Because I kind of realized, like, the older I'm getting, the more it's harder to keep my ambitions as high as they used to be. Because I remember when I was a kid, because I draw and stuff. I like art, I like anime, I like nerdy stuff. Which nerdy stuff is very big, so yeah, let's stick with like anime, you know, action movies, um, American cartoons, all that type of stuff. The Marvel films. Um, but yeah, I remember back when I was in middle school, or even elementary school, because I really started drawing in elementary school. Um, at first, I didn't really know because I had something going on. I just kind of liked doodling, and, you know, all the other kids were doing whatever, playing on the playground during recess and all this other stuff. And I was the kid in class drawing on all my notes. Yeah, I remember. Um, y'all know uh, Microsoft Paint? Well, I remember um, I shouldn't say remember Microsoft Paint. They still have it. But I was a kid back in like, I still remember back in like second grade. Um, we were, I guess we were on recess, but we were inside the classroom and like I just remember um, going to the computer and drawing, and I can kind of remember exactly what I drew too. It wasn't anything fancy. It was just you know the typical kid drawing of like a landscape. So it was like I can't remember if there was a house though, but I know it was like a landscape and like a character standing there. And I was like, it's funny because that's like my first digital drawing, and I never drew another digital drawing for years um, after that. But it's kind of funny and ironic that I started so long ago and then I just forgot about it but anyway like during my whole time just growing up I got older and then art became kind of a competition because I like to draw and everyone knew I like to draw and then I met, started meeting other kids I like to draw and it became this little competition who could draw the best and whatnot. and that competition really fueled me when I was younger it just made me mad whenever someone drew better than me and took away my attention. I was like, I have to get better. So then going into middle school, same type of situation, meeting all these folks. You know, I'm drawing better than everybody else and whatnot. Next thing you know, there's one, there's one motherfucker that has to come out of nowhere drawing better than me. And I'm like, damn it, they took away my shine again. So now I have to work harder. So I drew all the time. Like, I'm telling you, I was drawing like every day. I drew all hours. Just non-stop. Drawing, drawing, drawing. Just so I could go to school the next day. And be like, look what I drew. Only to go to school. And then have people be like, yeah, that's nice and all. But did you see what she drew? Like, this is way better. And I'd be like, ah. My plans have been full again. I've been ruined. So, that really helped push me throughout entire middle school and then middle school is when I got introduced to realizing that I like I started getting inspirations like my favorite movie is called Spirited Away for any of y'all that know anything about Miyazaki films um seeing that movie really inspired me to want to do animation and have my own movie made because to this day that is the most magical movie in the world me and my homegirl Jasmine go back and forth every now and then well, it's not really too much of a back and forth because we, we, we respect each other's um, choice of favorite movies. Hers is Lion King, which everybody loves Lion King, so I'm not mad at that. But I still say Spirit Away is better in every conceivable way. But, you know, shout out to Lion King. You know, I have no issues with Lion King. I sing the songs. I got them all on my phone. You know, we go way back. But Spirit Away was like the first one to really 
just like heavy like yo somebody actually sat down and thought of this it was so amazing I wish that I was uh, to hero the main character in the film I was like I just want to escape from my life not that I had a horrible life or anything but I just want to escape and then this fantasy world I want to go to the bathhouse and meet you Baba and I just want to do all these crazy things so uh <laughs> That's kind of where it all started. And then also, at this time, Naruto came into my life because they had just started filming Naruto on, um, what was it? Not Adult Swim, on Toonami. Y'all remember Toonami? Well, I think they brought Toonami, Toonami back, but, you know, it's still a little different when you're an adult and you think about, like, the childhood version. Man, Naruto was on. I just loved it so much. But I remember the specific episode that got me super hyped was the one Ooh. sorry y'all I had some food and I drank some juice I keep forgetting you're not supposed to drink nothing before you do this podcast because my mouth is all extra moist um yeah so I shouldn't have done that but I didn't know I was going to do this until the last second so it's whatever but yeah so it was the episode um where, where uh Sasuke was fighting Orochimaru in the forest of death Sasuke does his little um, Sharingan. I don't think he... No, he, he had awoken his Sharingan before then, I think. Or was that the first time? I can't remember. But anyway, he was going at it, and it was just fire. That whole battle was fire. It was crazy. And just looking at the animation and how cool it was, I was like, yo, not only do I want to do animation, but I want to have a shonen animation. I want to do action I want to have cool fighters and stuff because at this time I didn't really watch Dragon Ball Z I hated Dragon Ball Z actually because my brothers always watched it at times where I wanted to play video games and do something else they would be sitting here trying to play some to watch some damn Dragon Ball Z and I'm like ah oh, I hate this so we had beef I didn't start with like a Dragon Ball Z until after Naruto because my dad took me to like at Dollar General they used to have VHS's yes I said VHS cassette tapes that <laughs> dollar general for like five bucks and then I came with like each one had like three different episodes from Dragon Ball Z man that's really crazy to think about cause like this wasn't you know I mean it felt like it wasn't that long ago this had to be back in like 2006 five or six I could have it never mind. I guess that was a while ago but yeah, it's just weird thing. I was getting freaking VHS cassette tapes. It's like, what? They they were still selling those. Yeah, they were still selling VHS cassette tapes every, you know, at few places. So my dad would give me those, and I started watching. I was like, yo, Dragon Ball Z is pretty lit. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, I think I'm lying to y'all. What got me into Dragon Ball Z was I ended up playing Dragon Ball Z Budokai, and I played through the story mode. And then after the story mode, I was like, yo, this is lit. And I started getting those VHS cassette, uh, cassette tapes. So, um, yeah, Naruto was my big inspiration. Um, and also Avatar came out at the same time. So, you know, everybody loves Avatar. Whether you're a big anime nerd or whatever, you know, a lot of American audience members love Avatar. Even my aunt used to watch Avatar, which was inconvenient because she would come over because they would have new episodes of Avatar. Sometimes at the same time, they would have, like, the new episodes of Naruto. And they also had, it was like a dual episode Naruto thing too. So it wasn't just one episode. You get two new episodes. And it was during, like, she would come over during like the damn tuning exams. And I'm like, why? Of all the times you would come over, why would you do it during the tuning exam? Like, you could have come over anytime during some filler episodes or something I don't care about. But do not interrupt the tuning exam. This is, tuning exam is my favorite arc in Naruto. It is always lit every time I watch it. I got the DVDs at the, at the crib. And this is lit. It's one of my favorite arcs in just all of anime history. Um, but this is about Naruto. It was about Naruto. It will be on my other podcast, which I don't think I told you about that one. But yeah, if you like lots of nerdy stuff, go to my podcast. It's Anime to Misfits and Nerd Talk. You know, I'm on there with my homie James and um, whoever else wants to come on. I mean, as long as it's like a nerdy type uh, subject, you can come on. We can talk it out, have a good time. But yeah, I go there and talk about anime and video games and stuff. Um, 
but yeah so that was my inspiration and what happened next oh yeah just more rivalries in middle school you know people just kept being better than me and them being better better than me kept pushing me forward and I was like oh if I could just get better than this person there was this one girl this Asian girl uh, her name was Chindani it was like if I can just get better than her I will be happy but no matter how hard I tried every single day I came in with a new piece of artwork and I just thought it was fire she would be in there with some and it would just be like a sketch she was like oh well I just sketched this and they were like oh my god that's so amazing and I was like bitch you ain't shit cause she know what she did she know what she was doing she was trying to show out on purpose she ain't slick um but yeah <laughs> so it's just competition really drove me and also at this time I started creating like some of my own ideas some of them were just as jokes like I had these little characters called Bebos which they just kind of like blobs they kind of I'm really comparing to something nowadays they kind of look like minions in a way you know minus the baby but they also kind of look like blue from um, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends which was awkward because like I came out with these characters and I was showing them to everybody and then like literally a week or two later the first trailer for um, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends came out and I'm like why they have why, why does blue look like my little characters and everybody's gonna start assuming oh I'm copying them but I don't think anybody really correlated the two because like my little characters they look different from blue like blue is like I don't know how to describe it. He's, he's, he's even more simplistic. Like, my little Bebo characters, they're very simple. But Blue is super simple. Like, he doesn't wear clothes. He's just, like, two eyes and a mouth, basically. And then sometimes he has arms, sometimes he doesn't, depending on what he's doing. Um, Blue kind of looks more like uh, the, the ghost from Pac-Man, honestly. Um, but, yeah. So, at this point in middle school, my ambition, like, my drive was extremely high. Like, it was through the roof. I was determined to be better than anybody else. I don't care. Anybody at my school, anybody I saw, I was like, I gotta be better than y'all. And my teachers were pushing me. Anybody that, like, saw myself was like, yo, you're a good artist. Keep doing it. You know, eventually you can get an animation or something. So, all through middle school, middle school, I'm just going at it and then you know middle school middle school kind of sucked honestly because people in middle school are terrible people <laughs> so uh, drawing was also a way for me to escape into my own little realm I would bring my little how to draw books to the school and try to hide them from the teachers and stuff and but whenever we had some downtime like if I was in math class and I finished the test earlier earlier than some other people I'd whip out my little book you know whip out some paper and get to work I had those books with me at almost all times. I was always drawing. Then flash forward to high school. Uh, basically, freshman year of high school was the exact same way. Drawing all the time. Ambition was still on 100. Um, high school, also, it's also a time, though, that, you know, if I'm sitting here trying to get better at drawing and I have this much drive, then there are obviously other people we're gonna have just as much drive uh, as I do. So going to high school, and I remember for a minute, like it was just me, just me drawing and stuff. I didn't really know anybody else. So I'm with this one guy. I don't know his name. We were never friends. Um, I should have been his friend, but we were never friends. And I just took one look at his artwork, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> like he, like his shit was good. Like he was, he was amazing be in high school so I don't know I felt kind of defeated but encouraged to get even better because he was just he was just that great and I don't know so my kind of my level of height and competition was still really high um beginning of high school um freshman year I can't remember too much about sophomore year, but I'm pretty sure it was around the same. Like, I was still drawing. I still had all my influences. I went from watching Naruto all the time to watching Naruto Shippuden. Um, Bleach became a big inspiration at the time. I hadn't started watching One Piece yet, but, you know, 
had my collection of Miyazaki films now, so it wasn't just Spirited Away anymore. It was Howl's Moving Castle, which is my second favorite Miyazaki film, and A Whisper of the Heart, and My Neighbor Totoro, and all those films are just amazing. If you like films just in general, you should watch a Miyazaki film. It doesn't matter if like you specifically like animated films or you just whatever. If you want to watch a good movie, watch a Miyazaki film. You will not be disappointed. Everything about them is absolutely amazing. And whoever I end up being with in the future, yeah, hey, be prepared to watch Miyazaki films with me because it's gonna be mandatory. I don't want to hear no. I don't want to hear no shit. No bullshit about reasons you don't want to watch. Don't don't think about falling asleep because I will punch you in the face. You gonna wake up and you can watch this damn movie with me, and we are gonna have a good time. We can order some wings. We can do whatever. That's all I know. We gonna watch these movies. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I have my inspirations, and it wasn't until junior year in which I finally got into an art class because I had wanted to get into an art class in middle school. But I was in band, so band was one of my electives. I don't know why I didn't get into an art class too. So I took, I remember taking band and history, and like, I wasn't like normal history, but you have to take like a history class. It was like, I forget, it was like American history, something, something like that, where you had to basically remember like the presidents and stuff like that. It was, it was a horrible class. I hated it because I had a horrible memory. And like, each time you learned about a president, like, then the next day you have to know both presidents. Then, you know, on the 15th week, you have to know, you have to be able to name all 15 first presidents. And it just kept going over and over and over. Until they had, until we got to the most current president at the time, which I'm pretty sure was George W. Bush. Uh, but yeah, so high school, junior year, I finally got into an art class. And that was when I met Jasmine, who has been on here. And James, who has also been on here. But like I said, he's more on the other podcast. So, you know, it was us three. And, like, art was really just my thing. Like, nothing compared. Because I remember there was this one girl that I guess she had a crush on me. Because I was I was nerdy and I was very introverted. I'm still extremely introverted. Probably worse than I was back in high school. But, you know, that's not the point. So I was sitting in the library every morning just chilling reading uh, Nintendo Magazine because I'm also a big Legend of Zelda nerd and I would read the magazines whenever they got a new one to see like what, what was the new pencil, like what was Nintendo working on, like I was, I was all into that and she was new so she would come in there and try to talk to me and I would just be very unbothered, very uninterested, <laughs> like hey girl, leave me alone, you're kind of barking up the wrong tree anyway. But yeah, do what you want. So we ended up being in the same art class together because, you know, apparently she drew. She's actually a pretty good artist. But and I, I was sitting next to her and, you know, we were talking stuff. And then the day I started, you know, I officially met Jasmine and James. Like, I just ditched her completely. Like, I, I went from sitting next to her to sitting next to Jasmine and James. And I was like, screw you. These are my new buddies forced them to be friends with me and, it, and then we became homies and that's how we've been friends ever since but yeah meeting them too and just being in the art class in general was great because Jasmine was a great artist and I just liked her art style and the different takes on everything that she has and then me and James were basically just like rivals <laughs> so that was just competition because you know, I had started a long time ago and knew what I wanted to do. Wanted to do. But James, he had started a little bit later in life. I think he said he just really started drawing in high school or taking it seriously, I guess. So it was just us two always going at it, you know, challenging, challenging each other. So again, I got that challenge. And that challenge really helped me out. Having like a rival, someone, you know, they could draw something. I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll up you one and draw something better. And they come back the next day, like, nah, 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 I got some new heat. And I'd be like, nah, 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 bro, I got some newer, newer heat. And we just continue to go back and forth. Um, so, yeah, that helped out a lot. Junior year, then senior year came, and 
well first of all junior year no I think it was like actually I think it was freshman year I learned about SCAD the Savannah College of Art and Design which is one of the biggest um, art colleges here in Georgia they have two campuses one one in Atlanta and one in Savannah but yeah I learned about it because one of my teachers saw this comment that I had and I was showing everybody and he was like oh my gosh you're amazing you should you should think about going to SCAD and I was like what the hell is SCAD and I think I forgot about it until I met Jasmine and she was like yeah I'm gonna go to SCAD and I remember Jasmine was like oh she said they don't let her in she's gonna blow it up and that's really the day we became friends because I just was like this girl is a mess <laughs> she said she's gonna blow the whole damn school up if they don't accept her she crazy we can be best friends. <laughs> so, I started thinking about SCAD and I had my mind on that. And I knew that's where I wanted to go. You know, this was all in my naive teenage brain. I didn't know anything about life and how money works and, you know, not being able to get the things that you want. But in my head, I'm like, yo, if this is what it is, I'm going to SCAD. No, I'm going to SCAD. Nobody can tell me different. So going into senior year, you know, well, junior year, I had also taken up um, some graphic design classes, but I was just, like, going full-on art. And a normal art class where, you know, they have you draw, like, still lives and, you know, you draw on pencil and paper, um, acrylic paints, oil paints, stuff like that. You know, traditional artwork. And then senior year, well, graphic design classes where you draw stuff on the computers and whatnot. And I got in there because I wanted to draw, like, stuff, like, what I saw on the internet. Because I forgot to say, another thing that helped drive me, um, starting in high school, because we got internet at the crib, was when I started to see people online. So then it went from just me seeing people in my school that drew better than me, but I started to see that, you know, there were other artists just in the world who are leagues better than me, even now. I'm, I'm far from as good as some of these people that I see on Instagram or DeviantArt. And, you know, that's no problem. I'm going to want to sound like I'm complaining. Like, oh, no, everyone's better than me, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, people are going to be better than you no matter what you do. You know, I don't think there's really such thing as the best at anything because someone else is going to eventually become better. So, yeah, so I been introduced online and that really just showed me, you know, oh, wow. I thought Chindani was great, but these people in here are, like, way better. And I started sharing my artwork on there. At first, I was real confident. And then, you know, people online, that's when I learned that people online are very shitty. And it was before now with social media, you know, as it is today with all these apps and stuff where it was everybody on there sharing their opinions all the time. Or at least it wasn't where I was. I mean, I didn't really go into, like, my space. And, like I said, DeviantArt. YouTube back then was very basic but yeah so I got inspiration from that too because people online were so much better than me I was like yeah I want to get like these people I want to draw digital artwork because it seems so cool the way they do it I just thought it was going to be easy I went to Miss Vane's class and well at first I thought we would like I would learn how to paint in there like digital paint but that was not the case at all it was very graphic designing is a lot more technical than I thought it would be. I wasn't drawing anything on screen, and I was just like, this is not what I signed up for. But I still love the class. It's still great. I love Ms. Bain. Wonderful teacher. But, um, yeah, back to the homies. And college and whatnot. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm super confident about going to SCAD. At this time, I'm still drawing. I still have my, all my inspiration from all these animes I'm watching. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah, I got to get into SCAD. Which is the one thing that kind of keeps any high school kid going. It's the fact that, like, all you can think about is going to college. Because you have, like, steps. Life tells you that you have these steps when you're in high school. Or when you're a kid, you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school, and then you go to college, and then you begin this magical journey of your career, and then you just have fun until you're dead. But that's a lie, <laughs> which I learned because after I graduated, all my dreams of going to SCAD were gone. And I had taken like tours of colleges and stuff, 
think even before I officially graduated, because like they make you take the SAT and all that other bullshit that also doesn't matter in life. But yeah, I had to do a tour of Savannah College of Art and Design. I also did a tour of uh, Art Institute of Atlanta, another great one that we have here in Georgia. And then some other college, Westwood, something like that. I don't even know why I went. I, I, why they came to the school? And it was probably because they had like a small art program. I can't remember. But um, yeah, so I still had all this fire, you know, looking for me. Um, and then you know it hit me that I wasn't gonna be able to go to SCAD because SCAD costs a lot of money. I did not have lots of money. Uh, my mom didn't have good credit, so couldn't really help me get a loan or anything, and my dad, he was just, oh, child, he's, yeah, he a whole mess, so he wasn't really trying to help me out, even though he does have good credit, and very well could have helped me out, but you know, I don't know, I don't know what to say about him, anyway, I wasn't able to go to SCAD, so, um, I ended up just chilling for a while after high school, I don't even remember how much I was drawing, but I'm pretty sure I was still drawing. And then I think after a year or so, I decided to go to my community college, which was honestly the best decision ever anyway. You know, it would have been great to go to SCAD. SCAD is a beautiful school. I love going there. Every time I've been there to help Jasmine with anything or just to visit with Jasmine, it is just a great school. If you're an artist, you can just, as soon as you walk into SCAD, a SCAD campus, like it just it's inspiration just hits you like I feel like if I live in a house like even right now that looks anything like the interior of Scat with all the artwork all over the place to this day I would still have I, my, my flame would be on 200 Ugh, it's just such a great school but that tuition is outrageous but it's to be expected it is an art school and you know you gotta pay for fancy computers and Cintiqs and you know all the well, I think they make the kids buy their own paint and whatnot but just studios and whatnot that they have to have obviously it's gonna cost a pretty penny so I wasn't able to go there I went to community college and you know the first part of community college was the BS of college which I'll probably talk about in a podcast episode maybe with Jasmine because me and her write about this all the time like you start off college taking courses that don't matter like I had to take math again which was basically the exact same math I took in high school history which is basically the exact same history even though I like my history teacher because he was very informative but you know the same lit class writing papers just a whole bunch of BS that was just stupid but then I finally got into my major and that's when I finally started to be around creatives again because James had moved away Jasmine was at SCAD, so couldn't really see either of them that much. But when I finally met creators like me, it was like high school all over again. Where it's like you meet somebody and you share some artwork with them, and they might not be all that great, so you're like, man, this is okay. And you know, you're feeling yourself like, oh yeah, okay. Right now, right now, I'm still, I'm still kind of like the top dog around here. From what I've seen, uh, I still feel, I still feel confident. If I had to go out to competition to their death right now <laughs> with some of these people, I might just live. And then, you know, that's when I met the homie Jay, who was the first person I believe. I was just like, oh, shoot. Here we go again. Somebody, you know, kicking me over, you know, putting me back in my place and making me humble myself again. Because his artwork was great. And we became, you know, pretty good friends in college. And we're still cool now. But yeah, I was in there and I was finally doing stuff that the official animators would do. Like I was in a 3D modeling class, 3D animation class, 3D rendering class, which I didn't really want to do 3D, but the fact that I was doing something involving animation was just incredible to me. And I think I was pretty good at like modeling because that's pretty much what I feel like I'm good at just in general, it's just drawing characters and making up stuff. But the animation was... 3D animation, for those who have not done it before, <laughs> 3D animation is hard. Well, it's not really hard, hard. It's just, it's just a lot of work. It's very technical. It's not like 2D animation. You just draw. 
frame by frame draw something over and over and over again until you know it's nice and fluid and it looks like a Disney movie or something 3D animation is a lot different So there's just so many aspects to it, which is why I thought it was kind of silly that they made us do so much as if in animation anybody does everything, in 3D, especially 3D animation. Like, there are people that just rig, there are people that just animate, there are people that just model. And I'm pretty sure in studios they might have some people intermingle a little bit. Like, if they really need more animators, maybe they'll ask Bob, who has a little bit of animation experience. Like, he specializes in modeling, but hey, you can animate a little bit. We need him. Come over here, Bob. We'll do some work. But outside of that, I'm pretty sure it's more like, um, yeah, everybody has like their own thing that they specialize in, and then we all work together, and then boom, the film is done at the end, deposited together, um, and then put out to be it. Or on DVD if the movie's trash. Um, but yeah, so I still had that fire going uh, a little bit, you know, most because I'm going to class, finding all this cool stuff, seeing all these other cool artists that have all these different styles. Because that's one thing that I liked in college. In high school, I felt like everybody had kind of a similar style. Like Jasmine, she has a cartoon style, so hers is different. But I feel like a lot of people do like the anime style. And in college, that's when I started meeting like everyone. I think every single person I knew had has a different style. Um, Jay's artwork is very much um, Western influenced, like DC, Marvel type stuff. Very realistic, um, but still imaginative. Um, some other people do like just realistic stuff, like portraits and. One of my other um, friends, Sofio, his stuff was very Disney-inspired. We used to call him Sofio of the Shining Gods, for all y'all that know anything about Naruto. Because you could literally put anything in front of Sofio. Any drawing that you drew, if you put it in front of him, he could replicate it exactly as you drew it. Like, this guy was incredible. Like, we, we tested him one day, and we just drew some stuff, and was like, yo, draw this. And he sat there, and it, it took him a little, a little, just a little minute, not too long. And he drew a perfect replica of it, and I was just in awe. Like, how is this even possible? Yeah, that was Sophia of the Sharing Gun. So, yeah, by this time, I still had lots of fire. And then, you know, I feel like it was towards graduation time which is where the flame started to get less hot because I wasn't even draw as much because I was focused on graduating and trying to finish these up these damn classes and whatnot. And then boom, graduation. And then after that, like, the flames just kind of died because I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really know where everything was going. So just the part they don't tell you about when you're a kid or when you're a teenager, you know, just make it seem like life is easy. Go to college, you can go through your career, go on these fancy adventures, life is just easy. But no, because then once you leave college, and even the people that are in college, like, you still gotta work. Unless you're very privileged and your parents pay for everything, you just go have fun all day. But yeah, after you graduate, then you have to work. And if you work a lot, that means you can't draw a lot. <laughs> and if you can't draw a lot, you know, your inspiration for your flame starts to kind of go down a little bit because you, at this point, you're just trying to survive. And it's like, I want to draw more, but art ain't really paying me the bills right now. I wish they were paying the bills, but they're not. So I can't draw them as I'd like to because I have to go to work. And it's like, at this point, you know, you're supposed to be trying to make art the job. But even though I do talk, say, you know, um, community college was the best thing I did because I don't have any loan debt. I don't have any college debt at all. If I had gone to staff, sometimes I feel like maybe things would be easier because I would have gotten a bachelor's degree as opposed to an associate's degree. And I would have been to a more renowned school, so, you know, it would have been easier to get an animation job. But sometimes with art, it's more about who you know than what you know. So Jasmine, my good friend, was able to hook me up. And I worked with this animation company for a little bit called Smash Bits. Um, 
word for me and I just happened to know how to do what they wanted me to do because um, that's something you have to know how to do I always get irritated when I tell people that you know about the struggle and they're like oh well just do this this and this just work for this company you can draw logos or you can do this I'm like first of all just because I draw does not mean I draw everything I don't do everything I'm not an architect I don't draw houses if I tried to draw a house that someone was going to live in they're going to die very soon because the house is going to fall apart actually it wouldn't even be able to be built because the, the, the construction workers wouldn't even know how to build it they were like okay why did you just give me this house that looks like it was drawn by a second grader that's not my thing I got kept I'm not an architect there are different types of art we are not all the same thing same with logos like oh you can just draw lots of logos like no you have to have a mindset for that too logos are never my thing I got to draw a logo if you want one is it going to be amazing no could you get one made way better by someone that's a pro at graphic design and have the, the soul and the heart for it? Yes, they could draw one way better than me. But people still ask for it anyway. I'm like, okay, I warned you, but don't get mad. And then, you know, every now and then I will draw something for someone, like a logo, and I can tell they're not really satisfied with it, and I'm just like, hey, I told you, but you didn't want to listen. You just thought, well, because you know me, you know, I, I don't know, you thought I was just going to give you the hookup and it was going to be great, but no, that's not how it works. You should, you, you should listen to your art friends, people. If they feel like they know someone that can do something better than them, take heed of that. It's just like if you had a cousin that comes in that kind of knows how to fix cars, you know, they just started learning about it a year ago, but, you know, they homeboy has been fixing cars for like 25 years. Which one would which one would you rather go to? The one that just started or the one that really knows what the hell he's doing? I mean, come on now. It's, it's very simple. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out which one you should go to. But yeah, so that's just my little rant on that because it gets really annoying when people are like, oh, we'll just do this, this, and this. Like, no, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works. I don't draw everything. I don't do everything art-related. I don't even do, like, animation right now. Like, oh, just can you draw me an animation? How much does that cost? First of all, even if I did know how to do it, well, I don't say I don't know how to do animation. Even if I did do animation, and you know, you're coming to me for it, don't expect it to be cheap. Animation is not cheap, people. You cannot go to your animation friend or anybody who does animation and expect to pay like $50 or not even $100. Like, I met this pro animator at this little, um, mixer I went to like a couple years ago and this dude like just for a few seconds of animation he charges a thousand dollars a thousand dollars for like 10 seconds of animation please do not think <laughs> that you are going to get animation for the low no that's not how it works and if you do you're underpaying somebody and you're overworking them and that's trash um but yeah so, trying to get the flames back up. Because right now, which is kind of getting to, right now I feel like the flames, like they're still there. They're just not burning as hot as they used to. And I'm just like, is it because I'm getting older? Or is it just because, you know, life is pulling me in one direction? So it's like, I'm trying to make more money because I need money to pay bills and whatnot. And even just to upgrade my, my art stuff. Like, I have a, a Surface Pro, but I would like to have a newer one, just faster processor, you know, that type of situation. But you have to work for that. So it's like, it's kind of hard to balance having to work, you know, do adult stuff. And then, you know, it's not even just work. Like, you still want to hang out with friends. Um, you want to hang out with friends. You want to go on adventures. You want to, you know, maybe take vacations and stuff like that. Just do lots of things. Exercise. Because exercise lately has really been killing me. Because it's like, uh, I'm trying to work, trying to exercise, work, and draw all in the same day. It's just a mess. Unless I woke up like super early in the morning. It's stressful. But, you know, I'm trying to make it work. So it's just, I don't know. Because I've heard certain things like flames kind of go down as far as ambition, the older you get. Like some older people, the reason they're just so content 
with life and they settle it's just because they feel like oh well, I'm older now I can't really follow my dreams anymore all the things I used to be able to do I used to want to be a cook I used to want to sew I used to want to be an actor or an actress I used to want to do this or that it's like oh no I can't do it anymore and it's like ah uh, I feel like that's kind of true in a sense like one of my co- one of my old college friends who I talked about earlier Jay he's talking about this too about just a lack of ambition that you have when you're younger and Jasmine she has a full job of animation so you know it's a little different for her but even so like she's gotten kind of content with it and she's not where she wants to be like she's not working for Disney or anything and she wants more and it's like I shouldn't be speaking for her I should have her on I'll probably have her on one day and we can talk about something similar and she can tell her side of it but it's like you get content because she always talks about how she's in a part of her life where she's just like oh well I kind of have what I always working in animation like I don't have to do anything more now I don't have to grind hard anymore I don't have to give as much blood sweat and tears as I used to because I'm working in animation now so like there's no need to stress but really when you have that ambition you always want to move forward so it's like you can't get content even if you are you know even if you are working in the field you still want to go higher like the aim is to be the very very top dog like you want to be like the top director you want to tell everybody what to do to the point where you don't even have to animate anymore like you're the one that gets to, to the, uh, decide whether this new Disney movie is going to be made or not because you wrote the script you, you know came up with the characters this is your idea people have to listen to you that's where you want to be that's the top top or even more of the top is if you can come up with your own company and then you can do whatever you want you don't have to tell anybody anything it's just all you but that's where you want to be the end goal like for every animator for every artist is to be able to do what you want and make enough money to sustain your lifestyle doing it so then do what you love for a living with no compromise no I'm doing this but I'm not making a lot of money you know I'm living in poverty or life like I can't really go on vacations I can't buy the things I like to but I'm doing art like no the, the goal that everyone wants is that you can make a good salary doing what you probably not being rich I feel like most artists are kind of introverted anyway a little awkward I don't think most of us really want to be celebrities or anything like that you know super famous well maybe famous like for your artwork like you want to be known in, in the art community where people are like oh yo I know I know Montez he, he, he made that one TV show he's very well he's very renowned like, we all know him like I was talking about with Miyazaki films almost everybody in the, anima- in the animation community knows Hayao Miyazaki He's very famous. It's kind of like going to Walt Disney. Like, you know, you want to be known, but you don't want to be like Beyonce. You're walking down the street and people taking pictures of you and stuff. Like, that's really annoying. But yeah, so I'm just like, ah, are the flames going down because I'm getting older or is it just because of life? But even like, I hear stuff from my mom and, and she talked about, she told me that when she had my oldest brother, like before then, she had a dream of being an actress and a model and stuff. and then she has two more kids and it's like okay now I have to put everything even further on the back burner because I have to do this like it's not about me anymore all those flames all that ambition is just gone because I, I can't focus on it anymore I have to focus on something else you know I don't have any kids or anything like that praise the Lord praise Jesus I don't need no damn kids that's much more that's it super close to it as opposed to you know my flames died I worked retail all my life I worked in a corporate office in my little cubicle I hated my life like 70% of the time or 70% of my life in general 
but you know, it's whatever. At least I made money. Like, that's not what I want. So, I'm trying to figure out how to get my flames back. I started this little competition with um, James. Like, I want to have, like, a little mini comic done in a few months and whatnot. And I still draw. It's just like, uh, I want to get back to that point to where I draw like I used to draw. Back in middle school, where it was just, like, nothing but drawing every day, all day. Even going back to college, where my inspiration was, I'm gonna apply for all these art jobs. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Because honestly, the beginning of last year, 2018, was kind of hype. Like people on Instagram kept hitting me up. They wanted me to go to these different shows and stuff. I did like my first art show last year in February. Rice got interviewed, which has always has been one of my dreams for a long time. I just wanted to be interviewed and go on the stage. And it was a surprise because I didn't think I would because you had to have, you had to sell a certain amount of tickets to qualify for it. And I didn't think that I did. But then I'm looking on this paper, like my friends are like, yo, you're on, you on here an interview? You didn't tell me to get an interview. And I'm like, I don't know about no damn interview. What you talking about? And I look at it and lo and behold, my name was on the list. And I'm like, yo, it's crazy. The interview was hella awkward though because I just, I wasn't ready. I was not prepared. But yeah, it was just cool. And just thinking about it, thinking back on it, it's just amazing. And that's what I want to have more of in my life again. So I'm trying to bring back that fire. So I'm going to more art events again. Because I used to also go to these mixers that they have in Atlanta. I haven't been to one of those in forever. So I'm just trying to get back my fire that I used to have when I was a kid or when I was in college, which is happening now. So I don't have to live a life I'm content with anymore. I can start going back to that path of, okay, I'm getting to where I want to be, where I'm supposed to be, you know, the place where little kid, me, you know, 8 years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, was like, yo, this is what I'm going to be when I'm an adult. Right now, um, if I had a conversation with little kid, me, he, he would probably be very happy with, like, how I draw now, like, oh, wow, I've gotten so good at drawing, that's awesome, and then I'd be like, yeah, that's cool, but, you know, kind of slacking right now but um yeah I know I'm not the only one who feels like this so I just wanted to bring it up and talk about it because I'm pretty sure there are other people like that other people that can relate whether you do art or not I know some of y'all maybe I don't know you've always wanted to work for NASA or something like that and you may have a degree but things aren't going the way you want you can't get the specific jobs you need to get here or you're a senior and you haven't been recording anything lately or you feel discouraged because the music that you're making right now isn't popping off like you wanted to because you're not doing a certain style that people feel like you should be doing but you don't want to because you have your style that you want to do and it's just like you have the internal struggle like this is what I want to be doing but I'm not doing it right now because I have other things to focus on like I, I just had a kid unexpectedly or you know maybe somebody passed away and that just you know ruin everything for a minute because I know certain stuff like that can really set you back it really messes up your mindset and then you go from having everything all together in your head to just one thing you know happens and it's just like oh crap now I don't know what to do and it takes a while for your mind to readjust and you know get back to track so that's where I'm at right now trying to get back on track I do have a convention coming up though at the Atlanta Comic Con this year. I was there for the first time last year. It was the uh, very first one. So I'm going to be at the second one. I plan on going to this as many years as possible until I just become a veteran and everybody knows me. Like, oh, you're always here. And I'm like, yes, I am. Now buy my stuff. So I'm going to be there and I applied for another convention. Um, there's this other big convention here called Anime Week in Atlanta. So, um, when did I apply for that? I sent my application in the very beginning of this month in May. So May is almost over. So they should be getting back to us probably in June. Hopefully. Because I want to know the verdict. But yeah. I don't know one of my dreams right now is to become a convention artist. Because two of my biggest dreams in life have always been to travel and to draw. And that's two things you can do that I've learned from veteran convention artists from last year they're like yo I do this this is what I do 
travel around and I sell art. They go to conventions in, conventions in New York, they go to conventions in LA, conventions, you know, wherever. Any big convention that you know of, Anime Expo, um, PAX East, PAX West, all that type of stuff. They go there and they sell and they make lots of money. Lots and lots and lots of money from what I heard from some of them that make the big bucks. So that's what I'm going to do as I get to travel and draw and just live. Just me. There's no boss. I'm tired of bosses and all that bullshit. Managers and supervisors getting on my damn nerves. So I'm doing that. No, I'm still putting in the work. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm not doing it as good as I should because I have a procrastination issue. So I'm working on it. But, um, yeah, I just want to talk about that with you guys and just those flames and how they kind of die and how to get them back. And once I make more improvements, I'll come back maybe with part two. I'll just give you guys some updates. But, yeah, that's kind of all I want to talk about today because I told you guys I would give them more episodes. Um, just me, so I'm not, I don't have all these excuses like, oh, I couldn't get this person on, I couldn't get this person on, I'm I'm having uh, technical difficulties and this and that, but I can just hop on when I have something I want to talk about, even if it's just for 30 minutes, that's fine, as long as I'm putting in the work, this is another thing that I need to stick with, so if I stop making excuses of why I can't do this, why I can't do that, and just do it. Then that's one of my first steps starting with this podcast. Just do it. Whether I have somebody else on here with me or not. I just want to come on, talk about what I gotta talk about, upload it. People will listen if they want to. If they don't want to listen, they won't. But I just gotta do it. And guys, with that, that's all I gotta say, really. So um, thanks for listening. You know, if you can relate to me. That's awesome. There's supposed to be a way on here that people can send me like voice recordings or something. If anybody figures out how to do that and you want to, maybe you have some advice or something, um, feel free to do that. I have to look into it so I can tell people specifically how to do it. Because maybe, you know, listeners can give me ideas of subjects to talk about, things you want to hear and whatnot. And, you know, I can talk about it with some people. Um, but yeah. I will talk to you guys later because I have another episode to record for my other podcast and I'm going to miss this nerd talk. And also, you can follow me on Instagram if you want um, at CartoonJ2015. That's where you can find all my artwork. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys.